We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Whining with Nurses. Nurses. No, it didn't work out that time. <laughs> I was trying to go into that, you know, bass tone that us women naturally have. <laughs> oh, speaking about the bass, uh, Takeshi and I went to this DJ in San Francisco and the bass almost killed us. Did you feel it in your chest cavity? Oh. Here, talk, talk Takeshi. Oh, tell the God. people your story. Let me tell you, I thought I had permanent ear damage. Like yeah. when after I was done, like I was so depressed. I was about to cancel <laughs> all my because I had I have a long line of uh, recording sessions throughout the week and stuff. And I was about to cancel them all because my hearing was so fucked up from from this DJ Dan thing because the subwoofer was so loud. Yeah, and I had a, a, um, hearing protection on, but when I took off the hearing, my my head was buzzing, and so even. If someone was talking to me, it started swirling and making all this awful noise. And I had to actually sleep with nothing on for like a full day for me to heal. No clothes on or no, no, no sound no, like on? No sound. No, like nothing. Like no lights. <laughs> like even the fan was, was bothering me and shit. Like I couldn't even like really take a shower because it would, the noise of the water hitting my head was. You stayed too long. You should have left when Ryan and I left. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you use protection though? Yeah. Did you, sir? Yeah. Well, Takeshi arrived with earplugs. I got there and the first DJ set was okay. When DJ Dan came on, it really got loud. And then I had to go back and buy some immediately. Um, and DJ Dan, first of all, is awesome. He was great. And they had this Dolby Atmos sound system in oh, this club wow. we were at. Um, it's called Halcyon. And it's supposed to be the best. And it was cool. It was like 3D sound. Things would pass you on this ear and then they would you know, pass you on that ear. I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but- We're, was- we're getting that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just Are you guys me. experiencing it? I'm over here. No, I'm over here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it started booming so loud and I didn't want to put my fingers in my ears and look like a nerd, you know, but I wanted to. And then I was just like, shall we just go get some earplugs? You know, is this hurting us? Is this going to kill us maybe if we let it go on too long? Are we going to start bleeding out of our ears? It's like the frog in boiling water. How yeah. do you know when it's gone too far? Man, the structure of the ear just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I remember learning about that and being so enamored. <laughs> the Yeah, there was the something, um, nope, don't remember any of the words. Like the cochlear? The, what's the, the crystalloid part that... Uh, the hair cells that turn vibration into an electrical impulse that gets sent to the brain. Amazing. Incredible. We could go on about that another day Ears, once, once, once we've learned about it again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Well, we're about to open some delicious wine that Desi brought. Uh, tell us about it. It is called Folia Dew. It's from um, the Alexander Valley. It's a 2016 Merlot. Mm. I picked it because um, I know what Folia Dew is. And tell it, me. I was just wondering what that means. I know I've heard about it before, but. Yes, you have. I'm sure because it's awesome. Um, it's, a, <laughs> it's a French term that is um, 
it's actually a mental illness of sh- shared psychoses. And so you probably heard it on another podcast. It's all coming yeah. back to um, me yes. from my favorite murder. They were yes. talking about this before. Yes. Yeah. So it means, um, yeah, like I said, um, share, or shared psychoses. And I was like, you know, you have to be a little psycho to be a nurse. And I looked it up. <laughs> it's called, if you, uh, madness of several is folly uh, plus air. Ah, uh, is that what's happening to us? Our collective yes, madness. Madness, that's okay. what it is. So um, I'm going to ho- let you hold my bouquet while okay. I pop the cork. Da, 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 da. Woohoo! There it is. That's a folly ado. This is going to be our shared psychosis, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> our descent into madness. <laughs> um, Get yeah. ready, folks. So it is, I did a little research on it because I'm so sick of saying just stupid stuff about <gasps> wine that I'm trying to like put into words. Thank like you. feelings and tastes okay. that I put into words. So instead I looked it up. So um, let's take a sip of it. Let me finish my other glass of wine real fast. <laughs> Let me just finish the other wine I was already drinking. <laughs> oh boy. Go ahead. So um, it is grown in um, Alexander Valley, which is kind of along the Russian River. And um, it's a volcanic soil on a hillside, which is super great for grapes hmm. because that soil is very nutrient rich but the hillside and the rocky like terrain um, means that the water filters out quicker so it puts more stress on the vine so they put more resources into developing a less amount of grapes so the grapes are fewer but higher quality oh that totally makes sense yeah it took me a while to figure that Fewer one out. Fewer grapes can actually survive because the water goes away so quickly and then it's hot up there. Yeah, and the grapes are higher quality because all of the vine's resources are being funneled into fewer grapes. Uh-huh, that makes sense. So, yeah. And it was aged in French and American oak, which I figured out what that means, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking about this stuff for weeks and having no clue what it means. You're like a wine expert right now. You're our Kareem. I'm a total psalm. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I read some stuff online and I took the written test and I'm a psalm now. <laughs> yeah, I'm an expert. Um, so it was oak, aged in French and oak barrels and they basically use oak barrels to like add spices, mm-hmm. spice flavors to the, dif- to the different wines. And French oak is usually very subtle and spicy and it leaves like a satin and silky texture on it. Ooh. And American oak, um, well, French oak is tighter and less dense, so it imparts more spices to it, I guess. And American oak um, gives like vanilla flavors to it. So they did both. Okay. They aged it in uh, com- combined. So they wanted it to get some qualities of each of the different mm-hmm. types of oak. Yeah. And, you know, that's interesting that you say that because I watched the uh, documentary Psalm on Netflix. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. And it's about people becoming master sommeliers, which is a very intense process. I had no idea. It's almost like getting uh, your like MD. Yeah. yeah. You have to drink so much wine, first of all. <laughs> so tough. <laughs> <laughs> you have to taste it at least. And um, they know so many nuances mm-hmm. of the flavors. The and soil, they can smell yeah. different types of soil. It's nuts. And like, oh, well, this has got more leather than something else. So it's American oak. You know what I mean? Like they can yeah. distinct distinguish between one type of oak barrel from another based on whatever flavors they're getting from the wine. Yeah. 
amazing. And there's, I guess there's like 18 different forests in France where the oak trees are grown. I went in deep on this, okay? I wanted to contribute. Um, And some master psalms can distinguish like even that far. The forest that the wood came from? Yeah. Holy moly. That's crazy. American oak comes mostly from the Appalachian Mountains, everybody. Oh, that's where I grew up. I thought you'd like that. Uh, Holy mole, not mole. (laughs) (laughs) My uncultured ass made a real big mistake today. (laughs) My my sister-in-law is in Mexico in a like tiny village and she sent me a text with a picture of food and I didn't really look at the picture, but she said, had M-O-L-E for lunch today. And we have a family joke about moles. So I was like, holy shit, my sister-in-law ate a mole today, guys. (laughs) Telling everybody. Turns out there's this thing called mole. It's some sort of sauce. (laughs) I looked at the picture and I was like, oh, is that, does the mole have mole sauce? Because that looks like mole. mole. Covered in mole? (laughs) It's... Real quick embarrassment. Well, she didn't put the accent on the E. Yeah, the accent. How the do you know how I said that? Yeah. The accent. That's like <laughs> when I was in like sixth grade, I read that Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants book, and part of it is set in Baja, mm-hmm. but it's spelled B A J A, so I thought it was Baja. <laughs> <laughs> how white can I get, man? I'm sure I can get whiter. <laughs> Just try me. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good, by the way. Um, this is the same winemaker that produces Menage a Trois, right? No clue. Um, I think they are. And actually, I really like this. The Menage a Trois is okay for your everyday drinking wine if you're in college or you don't like if have a lot of picky. money to spend on wine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is more complex. It tastes like a it it does taste like Merlot. It's rich. It's it satiny. It's kind spicy, of chocolatey. Yeah. Spicy aftertaste. And I know what menage a trois means too. You do. In French, the literal translation is housekeeping for three. What? Yeah. It's That's in, not how we use it in this country. Hell nah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was such a letdown when I learned that. I was like, Damn. wait a minute. That's not, <laughs> that's not spicy enough. This wine is, but housekeeping for three isn't. Uh-huh. Those are the only two French phrases I, mean, I know. Folie a deux and menage a trois. Like three's company. That's kind of... Anyway. <laughs> that was a spicy show back in the day. Um, well, we have a special guest today, you guys. It's my mom, who's a nurse. But before we get into that, I have a wine of the month, club wine. And I'm a little scared to say this one out loud. Just go for it. You're in a safe place. <sighs> okay. First of all, let me just establish that I love love CNAs and I think that they can make or break your day. Totally. And I love that our hospital has so many CNAs and we're usually staffed well. You know, we usually have enough CNAs to get the job done so to where nurses don't have to be doing primary care nursing, which means you do everything for mm-hmm. the patient. They're toileting, they're bathing, all of the ADLs plus the nursing stuff that you already have to do. Because if you have to do that stuff, you're going to miss something. Some mm-hmm. You get behind on other things. Totally. Okay. So thank you to all the CNAs that we work with. I freaking think you're amazing. But. <laughs> did <laughs> but I say. you also suck. Did no, I say but kidding. too soon? <laughs> you're amazing. No, but. I agree. I agree. They are amazing. Uh-huh. The, the. 
there's been certain occasions where it's just been really stressful where I'm having an, a very clearly busy day and we have enough CNAs. Sometimes we even have an three extra. CNAs yeah. on day shift plus someone's being a sitter and that's a luxury, believe me. And then if I ask a CNA for help and they don't want to do it because whatever I'm asking them for help with is a pain in the ass. Yes, some things we do are a huge pain in the ass. So the thing I'm thinking specifically about is I had two patients this week that we needed to get the Hoyer lift to, uh, or might've been last week. We had to get the Hoyer lift to get out of bed. And that's a big process because one, just getting the Hoyer lift out of the supply room. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I have so many bruises on my shins just from trying to move that thing out of the room. And did I send someone to go get it? No, I did it because I just had the time and I don't just um, delegate tasks just for fun, just because I can and that's what we should do. You know, sometimes I do the stuff. Um, Listen, sometimes I do work. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there was one CNA who I was asking for help with a certain patient and she just kind of whined and complained about it. And I was like, this is our job, man. You got to help me. And then I was so swamped and we happened to have a bunch of nursing students there that day too. So I said, you know, could you just get this nursing student that was assigned to this patient, show her how to use this. You guys can do it together. And she just kind of threw fit about it for a little, not a huge fit, but she just complained enough to make me feel like, should I go do that? And I Mm. definitely did not have enough time to do it, you know? Yeah. And I'd already done it once. It's like, uh, if I didn't have so many other things to do, a hundred percent, I would have gone in and done it. We could have all three done it, but like, yeah. don't whine about doing your job. Your job is your job. Yeah. Especially when it's like, I mean, we all whine about doing our job. It's hard, but. Oh, she's giving me the signal that I'm not speaking into the mic. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, our job is our job and it sucks. <laughs> this is the signal. <laughs> um, but we're all there doing a job that sucks sometimes, you know? So right. it's like, if you don't help me do this, I'm going to have to do that. And it's not going to be safe if it's just me. So can you help me out here, please? Right. You know? Right. And yes, I get it that sometimes um, some of the work can seem menial, but we're all having to do it at some point. Yes, it does seem menial. At the end of the day, we're all wiping butts. Yes. Wiping people's butts is menial, but we're all doing it. You're right. Meaningful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh, that's my wine. I was just annoyed that day. I was like, can you just have a decent attitude about doing the thing you're hired to do? Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, attitude. Even for myself, sometimes I'm driving into work and I am just a negative Nancy. Like Debbie Downer, total pessimistic Pat. I was wondering what other thing you were going to come up with. Coming up with it on the fly. But, you know, and sometimes- Bad attitude, Betty. (laughs) There it is. Yeah, and I have to- mentally check myself and turn it around because like you said, you're like, you're there to do the, the, oh my gosh, you're there. (laughs) What language are you speaking right now? Arabic. (laughs) You're there to do the job. You're being paid to do the job. It's work. It's not going to be great. And like, there's always, you can always say to yourself, okay, I'm not the patient. So I got the better situation here, you know? Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yep. I need to do that to myself sometimes because it's easy. It's a habit to get in like a bad mood, mm-hmm. a bad attitude. Like at least I'm on this side where my body still is able to do these things for another person. Yeah. I'm rather so than strong. on that side where they, <laughs> I'm so strong, <laughs> <laughs> where 
where you can't do the things for yourself. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Imagine being that person. Exactly. Not to put any of you down. We're all going to be there at some point in our lives, but it's like, you got to, you know. Check yourself. Yep. And appreciate the things that you do have. And, and it doesn't take away from the complaints you have. It just puts it in perspective. True. Yeah. So that is a good, that's a, I mean, that's a legit wine of the month. Bad okay, attitudes good. really harsh the work environment. It does. Yeah. I don't want to offend anyone, but that's, that's what I have to say. Yeah. That's it. My wine of the month is clocking in. I feel like I always have clocking <laughs> errors. <laughs> Just getting to work freaking sucks. <laughs> no, I have, I don't think I've gone through a pay period where. Please tell, what is the issue with clocking in? You can't put your badge up at the thing? I don't know. I do everything right all of the time, every day, in every situation. But I always have errors on that damn clock. How? It says I've missed punch-ins somehow. Huh. I don't know. Do you wait for the confirmation? Does it go dung? I, yeah. Mm, You must not. It does a doot-doot. It's more of a doot-doot than a dung. No, you're not getting the right sound. Maybe you need to have your badge checked. I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's not the sound. No, just my my roommates and I, whenever we say badge, one of us thinks we're saying... (laughs) A V-A-G word. Badge. <laughs> you better have your badge checked. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the issue. <laughs> your badge? No, the, my, my your badge. I, identification card. Maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. Sorry, go on. What? How, how do you end up with a... Well, it's just so annoying because then my our managers text me or email me and I have to be like, no, everything's normal. You know, and then when it's not normal, like on Saturday, I didn't get a break. And so it's like, I have to make sure they know that I actually didn't get a break and it sounds whiny, but I'm just telling them because every other week my clock says I didn't get a break when I did get a break, Mm. but this time I actually didn't get a break. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little whine. No, that's okay. That's annoying when technology is supposed to be there to help you. It's supposed to make everything easier. Mm -hmm. Thank you, technologists, science. It's great. But sometimes it's a pain in the ass, right? Or like when you can't badge into the computers. Mm -hmm. Oh. I'm saying when I first started, we didn't have that. And you had to log in manually, which I know sounds really like, oh, I can't believe they're complaining about logging in manually. Like. But it takes a lot of time when you do as much of, as we do with the computers in mm-hmm. and out. Anyways. No, it's true. Um, yeah, technology can be a real pain. Sometimes I wish that we would go back to the days, oh, it's going to make me sound old, of paper charting because there's only so much you can write on the paper chart and you write your summary for the day. And it's like, you know, you chart by um, exception. exception. So you just mark things on the body and on, in the different systems that are abnormal. Whereas the way that we have it set up now, it's asking you about specific things and you're like, no, not really, but this, but then you don't have a thing to mark like that when they says have neuropathy that. neuropathy. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well, there's, it's like there's, um, sensation isn't quite intact, but it's a chronic thing. So it's not really abnormal. Yeah. They're not having a stroke. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Don't alarm anything, but totally. Yeah. That, that frustrates me. And also the meds because the med scanning, while I appreciate that it's another check I, yeah. and safety, yeah, yeah, it yeah. also allows me to mentally check out a little bit because I'm like, oh, this computer is doing things. I, I see yes. that happen to other people too. And I'm like, I've done that. I yeah. Did, I confession. I 
you know, so, so many times it, me. it doesn't scan. So I'm just so quick to be like, oh, this is another med that just hasn't been logged in to be scanned, mm-hmm. you know, by pharmacy. So I gave an Xanax like oral when I should have given an Ativan oral. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, here's my confession. Sorry, since we're on this exact, this is the exact same problem. Um, oxycodone. <gasps> Just kidding. <laughs> I gave um, an oxycodone ER rather than the IR. Well, the MAR because, doesn't differentiate. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm-mm. It doesn't say which one is ordered. And you go and pick something out of a thing, a bunch of envelopes stuck together, like those pencil boxes that you take and put in your trapper keeper. And um, yeah, do you know, even know what a trapper keeper is? Do you even know? I don't. It's I've a binder that, that has Velcro before. and vel- unicorns on it. Um, anyway. Can I have one? I want sure. one right now. Uh, it's a bunch of those things stuck together and you just pull pills out of it and then you write it down on a piece of paper and you go and scan it and none of the meds scan correctly anyway. So you're like, this is the right one. I've double checked it and now I've triple checked it. It's the right one. There's nothing to tell you otherwise. One night someone pointed out to me, it's this, not that. And I was like, oh no. (laughs) Oh shoot. (laughs) Oh shoot. Okay. Well- that's pharmacy's fault, I think. Yep. Yeah, bad job pharmacy. Just kidding. No, they're they're just as much in a broken system. <laughs> they as are. We are. It's a systematic problem, it but it makes me wish miss the days of paper charting. Right, I feel you there. I mean, I don't because I don't really know, <laughs> but I can imagine. <laughs> well, let's talk about how old Sarah in, is. Can you get in that rocking chair and just <laughs> let me Actually, get a quilt thrown over you? I and- would love to. <laughs> that sounds pretty nice. And here we are with my mom, Linda. Hi, Linda. It's nice to meet you. I'm Hello. Desi. Nice to meet you too. I'm how- here in Virginia. How are things in Virginia? Well, the weather's been kind of cool here. But sunny, so I'll take it. <laughs> Good compromise. <laughs> How was that um, pina colada at Outback Steakhouse you had tonight? Oh, it was so good and so refreshing. I could have had more than one. Oh, did you? Oh, you should have indulged. <laughs> <laughs> they just make them perfect. Do they? I don't think I've ever had one there. We got yeah, they, they are really good. The best. <laughs> So Lori had one too. I had dinner with Lori and Brian. That's my sister and, and my brother-in-law, everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was really nice. And they surprised us saying they picked up the bill. Aw. <laughs> happy Mother's Day. So that was really sweet. Aw, that's nice. You should have ordered another one at that moment. Another pina colada. <laughs> exactly. I'll take another. <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks so for being on the show, Mama. Oh, it's cold what? today. It's really cold. We're all in our winter clothing. I don't know why. It's May. It's the middle of May, and this is stupid. But anyway, that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> so who all's there? There's me. And me, Desi. And Takeshi. Okay. But Takeshi's not going to talk to you. He's just listening. Okay, and where's Jen? Uh, Jen had to go home with the baby already, and Kat is working still. But we carry on. The show must go on. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) 
So thanks for being on the show. We um, wanted to ask you about your nursing experience. I've said a lot of times that my mom's a nurse, but I don't think I ever really talked about what you have done um, or what made you decide to be a nurse. So why don't you start with that? What made you decide to be a nurse? Yeah, well, I started out as a nurse's aide and I just really loved helping the people. And so while I was working in a nursing home, I decided that it would be good to just go on to school. And that's what I did. And when I was young, I thought I wanted to be a third grade teacher. (laughs) Are you serious? Me too. Because remember my third grade teacher, how she was so great? And she had really beautiful Uh hair. Mine too. Really? Yeah, Miss Mike Sell, shout out. Oh, Miss Mast. Hello. Anyway, go on. It's something about third grade, right? Mm-hmm. It's a magical year. Yeah. I met my best friend in third grade. So. <laughs> but anyway, um, so as I hey, got older. Mom, I, hang on just a second. What's all this yeah. shuffling around in the background? For me? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just sitting here. Oh, I don't know. I heard I think, it too. I think it's it our like, voices what? reverberated, reverberating on her speaker. Oh, they are again. She has like headphones on. Oh, do you have headphones that you can plug into this or anything? Mm, I don't know where they would be. Okay. Oh well, we'll just deal with it. Sorry, yeah. oh, that's fine. Good. Okay. Okay. So you want to be a third grade teacher, but you decided after being a nurse's aide to go to nursing school. Right. Did you have so, to wear those cute outfits? What? Did you get to wear those uh, cute outfits? I loved them, and I still do. <laughs> I, right? Mom, you know your um, image when you call me is you wearing your nursing cap? No, let me see. Yeah, I'm going to try and find it. We're going to put this on Instagram. <laughs> oh, oh still, so sweet. I still have it. <laughs> I had it out not long ago. <laughs> oh, really? What for? Um, <laughs> I can't remember. We were doing something crazy, and I just... Oh, you were? It was fun. Too much information. Uh, Let's talk about <laughs> nursing again. No, I'm Sarah. <laughs> Gee, so anyway, gosh, Sarah. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So I went back to school and we had to wear those white tight support hose and our uniforms and our white hat. And it was perfect. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) So what type of nursing did you go into first? So right after graduating, I started working on pediatrics. That was my first love and where I really wanted to start. So I got lucky. What drew you to pediatrics to begin with? Oh, you know I love children. You do? That's, I don't know. You only yeah. had seven of them. I don't know. I Are you sure? Yeah, so, your resume yeah. needs a bit of work if you only had seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I started there, I only had two, Lori hmm. and Kelly. Mm-hmm. Your favorites. So it, it all <laughs> happened kidding. after that. One of them, at least. <laughs> Everything went downhill. <laughs> Whatever. She's saying that because I was the third. Oh, that, yeah, turning point there. Talk about a hairpin turn. (laughs) So anyway, I worked up there for about maybe a year and a half to two years until I got pregnant with Sarah. So 
Um, it was a good experience, though, and, it, and I did learn a lot. And the thing is, is people think that when you graduate from school, you know it all. And so you come to work on the floor and you're ready to roll. That's not the case. I'm sure you guys know. We were just talking about that on the last episode. It's like oh, a, you get yeah. hit with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just have to hit the ground running. Yeah. So the the first thing I had to do that was really scary as a new nurse was give a newborn baby that was admitted up there um, one of those thick penicillin shots Ew. with the big needle. And I was so scared. And I asked the manager of the unit, please come with me just to make sure. And she said, nope, you can do it. I have all my confidence in you and you just need to build yours. Jeez. So you just go do it. I mean, I guess that's nice, but also, I mean, they could be supportive. Like, I get it. You need to build your confidence, but geez, that sucks. Especially when it's a baby. Yeah, and the parents sitting in there watching, too. That makes all the difference. (laughs) When you have an audience, it's a whole new ballgame. Yeah, it is. So I did it, and I did fine, but, you know, it does take some time to learn and, and get your confidence built up. So anyway, that was a good experience. I liked it there. So then I went on uh, maternity break and I stayed home with Sarah for a while because she never wanted mommy to leave her. I'm rotten. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was breastfeeding. And she would not take a bottle at all. That's ever. because I Never love that it. breast milk straight from the <laughs> I, breast. I've we have that. talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to let my mother keep her. And I was working in a, a physician's office at the time. It was really close by. And I would run home at lunchtime just to feed her. But my mom just couldn't keep up with her because she cried. And she tried to show Sarah herself in the mirror to get her to stop crying. <laughs> and my beauty and made, made me stop more. crying. <laughs> yeah. So I had to quit. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. What, what did yeah. derail her career, Sarah? I guess this is the episode <laughs> where I find out how I ruined my mom's life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my mom's a nurse too, and the joke in our family is that every time she'd go back to work, within a couple months, she'd end up being pregnant again, and she'd be like, "Oops, <gasps> guess I can't work." <laughs> so, so where did she work? What what kind of nurse? Um, she did a lot of she did like plastic surgery nursing and uh, office nursing and. Um, it's like uh, nursing home nursing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then dermatology. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That was neat. Yeah. So that's what I like about nursing is you can do so many different things and find different jobs and, mm-hmm. you know, work it out. So after that, I stayed home for a while and I had another child, Amber. <laughs> Ambie. Amber. Amber. So, and then it was about maybe mm, three months until I went back just a little bit part-time doing some peritoneal dialysis. Um, oh, you did You did that? I didn't know. Yeah, I did. So, were you teaching people how to do their own PD at home? No, I'd actually go into the hospital and do it. Oh. On patients huh. in the evening. 
Yeah. So I would be able to go when your dad came home and then I would go in. How come you had to go do it? Like, were they not allowed to do their own when they were in the the hospital or? type of dialysis that there were was right peritoneal i think so and then it went to hemodialysis oh i'm making that yeah so was hemodialysis (laughs) not a thing when you were doing that i don't know if it was or not i i really i think it was actually but some people weren't on that and if they got sick and was in the hospital then we would do it oh okay yeah So I did that for a short time, and then I went back to work at the hospital in the newborn nursery. (laughs) And was that your favorite place? I loved all my jobs, really, pretty much. This is Um, the the job of yours that I remember the most from childhood, because I always remember going to visit you, and there were just babies everywhere, and you would always be holding a baby and happy. (laughs) I loved them, yeah. It was a happy place for the most part. Sometimes, you know, things would go wrong and it would be really sad, but yeah, and I I just think it's the most special time in your life for a woman if you want to have a child. So, yeah, it was nice helping the mothers learn how to take care of their new babies. Man, you should have been Jen's nurse. I'd love to. Yeah, well, she's going to have another one. It's not too late. Come on out. (laughs) Come to California, as I've been telling you. (laughs) Talk about a birth plan. And I have my own birthing nurse lined up. (laughs) She'll be joining me in the hospital. So sometimes we would rotate a little bit, and I would be in labor and delivery or out on the floor. But for the most part, I was in with the babies. So when you were in with the babies, did you also have the moms as well, or was it just babies? In the beginning, it was just the babies, but as time went on, we did do mother-baby care, which was was good. That was good. And when you said they would put you out on the floor, like what floors would they float you to? Because that's kind of surprising to me that they would float you to something outside of L&D. Yeah, they would float you anywhere that that they needed help and it was it was scary and I wow. hated it. <laughs> uh, do you know I but, had the exact opposite experience once? You know, I've been a cardiac nurse most of my life and one time mm-hmm. um I was on a travel assignment and they told me, oh, we're going to float you to the labor and delivery unit and I said, no, you're not. I can't do that. I don't know anything about it. And they said, yeah, well, you know, some of the mothers have cardiac history and they just need someone to monitor their telemetry. So you'll go down and monitor telemetry on a couple of patients, basically. And I said, oh, okay, cool, I can do that 100%. So I go down there and it turns out they're assigning me, uh, I think like three moms and a baby. And they were giving me a crash course on how to do a fundal assessment and do all these different things. No way. Yeah, this was awful. What state? This was in California. So oh I go God. into- Did you have a panic attack? I did. I had I a would. full on panic attack. They were showing me how to do a funnel assessment on this one mom and she seemed really mad that I was in there and being taught something and then I was going to be her nurse all day, you know? And I just started to sweat profusely and I started to breathe really heavy and fast and I'd never had a panic attack before to this point. No, that's not true. I think I had one during nursing school. This is why I recognize what it was. (laughs) So I said, I need to excuse myself. And I I stepped out of the room and I just started bawling. And then I went home. My managers told me just go home for the day. And then I got a call from my nursing travel company that night saying that I had refused an assignment. (gasps) 
and I was in trouble. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Anyway, we worked it all out. Situation around I them. told him, I was like, you can't float me to places that I'm not trained to do. Anyway, but they apparently could float you to places you were not trained to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they did. They did. They they did it to everyone. So anyway, what were it the, didn't happen too often. What were the ratios like? Like patient to nurse, how many patients did um, um, typically? If have? we had mother and baby, we would probably have about mm, five, maybe. Wow. Yeah. That's just one so, more than what you would have here in California, right? As a for a baby. for L and D. Oh, really? I think you would have four. That's like another planet to me, so I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, backing up on um, pediatrics, mm-hmm. the one thing that we really had to watch sometimes <laughs> were mothers that were staying with their children um, that were like two years old or so two or three, they would eat their food sometimes. They would eat the baby's food? <laughs> yeah, they would eat the child's tray um, and then say they ate it all. And we would suspect them. And so we'd have to keep an eye and watch and catch them. What? And it was crazy. Why? Yeah. It, it because they didn't have food or why? I guess. I mean, I, they could leave the room and go to the cafeteria. But Did you ever have know. a patient with Munchausen's? You know, I suspected it one time, but the weirdest thing, and I don't know what the name of this was, but this one girl came in and she was um, close to being a teenager or maybe was, and she was blind all of a sudden. And really, she wasn't blind, but she (laughs) thought she was. And she really was convinced that she was blind. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say she was faking it, but she actually believed that she was blind, like she actually felt it. Yeah. But she wasn't. She wasn't. Huh. So she... Yeah. Did her... Did she, quote, regain her sight ever or... Not not while she was on our unit. I think they sent her some um, other hospital to a psychiatric unit. Mm. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. That was weird. But... Yeah. And another sad thing there on pediatrics was when... We had a young girl come in probably around 10 years old and she had leukemia and she had been in and out a number of times. But the night I was on, then she passed away and she was really scared. It was so sad. Mm. So, yeah, there weren't always happy times. But mm-hmm. Nursing anyway. isn't always happy. What am I doing in nursing? Why didn't you tell me this, Mom? <laughs> You led her astray. I'm very proud of my daughter becoming a nurse, and now I have another one that's going into nursing school. I know. Isn't it so exciting? Really? Another? Mm -hmm. Caitlin, my youngest sister, is going to go into nursing school in the fall. Oh, nice. Yeah. And also, my sister Amber works in healthcare. Um, She's a radiation therapist. And Lori, my oldest sister, has done some stuff that's more like caregiver type stuff. So I think it's, you know, kind of runs in our family. Did anybody in your family work in healthcare, mom? Like any of your, you know, parents or older aunts and uncles or anything? No. Um, the only thing they did was, well, they did work in a cafeteria at the hospital. How about that? Okay, there <laughs> you go. That's part adjacent. of the team. <laughs> yeah, and then Sharon, my sister, worked in healthcare too for a little bit as a nurse's aide. Huh. 
Do have you and Sarah and, ever talked huh? about have you and Sarah ever talked about like the craziness of nursing? Yeah. yeah. Basically yeah. I call I, I call my mom and complain to her about any hard shift I have. Yeah. Isn't that the best? <laughs> yeah. I do the same because my mom, like I said, my mom's a nurse and I go over there and it's nice to have that. Like not only are they your your mom, but mm-hmm. they they get it. Yeah. And that's rare. Yeah. That's rare because it's a tough job. It is, and it's so it weird. I think I got off pretty easy, though, with the units I was on, actually. <laughs> you probably don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> Pediatrics. Well, moving that's, on. That's, let's see. After that, um, hmm, where did I that's go? That's right. Take charge, Mama. Do it. Move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So after that, I went into a nurse uh, assisted living facility and I started there as director of nursing and then I became the administrator. Hang on, hang on. Because before you went there, weren't you in a community doctor's office that was, or it was like a Mennonite doctor's office because that was our community. We were in a Mennonite community and you told me a really cool story about a nipple there. Do you want to share that story here? (laughs) About a what? A nipple. Obsessed with the nipple. <laughs> what? Someone's a nipple. A nipple? Can you sound it out, please? I should have prepared this. <laughs> I should have prepared you for this. You told me about this woman who had a nipple that um, looked like it had a growth on it that was like really dark. It looked like a mole that was covering the whole top of her nipple. But when you got closer to it, it was actually inverted and just filled with stuff like dirt and like stuff. A belly button? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a belly yeah. button. A belly <laughs> filled with stuff. A nipple button. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Some people have that. And it's a Sarah real thing. told me that's the reason she became a nurse. That story. <laughs> because she likes to get into gory stuff. I do. Yeah. It's true. I do. She has an obsession with lint found in inverted body parts. <laughs> that's not true, Mom. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> But I do love pimple what popping. My daughter become <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, oh. hospital administrator at assisted living. How did you end mm-hmm. up doing that? If you'd never done that before, how did you end yeah. up in that job? Well, you know, it was the best paying job I had, mm-hmm. and I started there as the director of nursing. I was the only nurse there. Um, the rest were caregivers, and then the administrator, and we had an uh, lockdown Alzheimer's unit. And then we had the other part of the, the nursing or assisted living was just regular residents. So I was there for about a year and then the administrator decided to move on and she recommended me to move up. And so that's how it happened. Hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Was it the administration but, side of nursing really different or did, um, did you like, did, was it a shift in how you had to think about nursing? Um, it was in some ways because, you know, I had to look at the business side of it too. Mm. And sometimes some of the families of the residents didn't like some of the decisions I had to make, like, you know, maybe moving their their parent into the a room with someone else that they didn't like. But, you know, you had to do what you needed to. Mm-hmm. So they did call the ombudsman on me more. <laughs> what is an <laughs> ombudsman? 
it's somebody that comes in and protects the resident rights and if there's a discrepancy or a problem and they report it to them, then they come in and check it out. So it's kind of like a patient care advocate or something. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, we never had any problems. We had good ratings and I had to keep the building full. It was more of the business side of it. uh, Unless we had um, a problem out on the floor that they couldn't handle, then I would go out and do that part too. But I had really good help under me for the most part, and especially Beverly. You remember her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beverly, and what was yeah. the other lady's name? Crystal. Crystal and Beverly. They were like yeah. staples of my childhood. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, there's something I was going to ask you. Uh, anyway, go on. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, oh, no, so I anyway. remember. Sorry. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> didn't you say you used to have to go, if you were going to accept a resident into your uh, assisted living or skilled nursing home, you would have to go out and assess them and see what, you know... Um, what you were dealing with? Yeah, what they can do for themselves, yeah. what kind of things they would need to need from you. And right. I don't. I don't ever see that happening. Like, if we're ever going to discharge someone to skilled nursing or um, a care home, I never see anyone come and Mm-mm. assess them. No. I wonder if that's a state regulation or if that was more of just a business, you know, savvy thing. Right. No. Over in here in Virginia, um, we we always had to go out and do the assessments on people coming into assisted living. Huh. Because you don't know what you're getting. I mean, you might get something you can't care for. Yeah. You know, someone you can't take care of. But um, I never really had to turn anyone down. So you felt like the, all the referrals were pretty appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And it was a lot of pressure to keep your beds full. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But this this really weird thing happened. I don't know what you guys think of this, but we had a resident one time that, and this is is when Lori was working with me there, and we they called me and they said, well, we think this lady has passed away, but we can still get a heartbeat. We still feel her pulse, and <laughs> <laughs> but she's dead. We know she's dead. <laughs> So they, they called the rescue squad, and it took them a couple minutes to determine, yes, she's dead. It was a pacemaker, they felt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd do it. Got to get a big yeah. magnet. <laughs> they hadn't realized, and it was still beating. <laughs> oh, my God. And so they had called her son and said, she's passed away, and then, no, she hasn't. And it's like, oh, oh my God. no. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness he was very understanding. Nice family. <laughs> Did you ever deal with families that were just totally outrageous? Oh, yes. Yes, we did. And, you know, over on the Alzheimer's unit, this lady lost her teeth and her daughter came in and she was just irate, you know, that we were responsible. Well, you know, we can't keep an eye on them every second. And People would trade teeth and everything. Ew. Ew, really? <laughs> I did that on the schoolyard, you know? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> trade some marbles, trade some teeth. That's so yeah. gross. 
And then one time we caught a man and a woman, you know. Getting it on? <laughs> kind of. Was it two, two patients? Yeah. Well, you know, Mom, what I heard in nursing school was that assisted living and skilled nursing and uh, just retirement communities have really high rates of STDs these days. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. because they don't use protection because there's no risk of pregnancy. And so any STDs that anyone has just gets passed around. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Promiscuous. That much. is nuts. Shaka wow, wow. And one other crazy story, because I lived about mm, an hour away from where I worked. So they called me one evening. They, like, they said, we have this resident and I don't know where, what's going on, but she's bleeding from her mouth and it's all down her chin. And... We don't know where it's coming from exactly. And so they called the rescue squad and it was jelly. <laughs> Dried jelly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> embarrassing. That is so stupid. <laughs> like, I'm going to do don't that. You just- Wipe it off and see what what it is. <laughs> Why don't you just wipe it off, smell it, taste it, and you'll figure it out. <laughs> Sarah, you would. <laughs> hey, because I'm a thorough nurse. <laughs> All about that critical exactly. thinking. Anybody got any peanut butter? <laughs> well, you had oh, some God. crazy family members to deal with when you were a school nurse too, right? Because that after yep. you did, well, you tell it, you, you did assisted living and then, then what? And then I went into school nursing. Oh, I already gave it away. No way. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. It, it was great. I mean, the hours were fantastic. What uh, age Especially group? for a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would go in about 8 o'clock and be off by 3.30 or 4.00. And had the summer off, all the holidays, snow days. It was nice. What age age group did you work with? It was elementary. Oh, nice. Yeah, preschool through fifth grade. Nice. But we had some weird parents. Oh. <laughs> Tell us about the weird parents. Oh, so sometimes this one, she would keep her kids out of school all the time. So the principal and I had to get in the car, and we lived back in the boondocks. And Sarah can tell you that. True, boondocks. <laughs> and so we would travel back into these wooded areas um, across all these streams and stuff, and we would go to their house and try to get them and bring them to school because the principal would say, to the parents, if your child is sick again, they you have to bring them to the nurse and she has to assess them. If they're not sick, they're going to have to stay. Hmm. So anyway, we went to this trailer and we knew they were home and we knocked and knocked and nobody would answer. So the principal decided to call to see if he could hear the phone ringing and then pick it up. <laughs> wow, good detective work. <laughs> and what <Yeah>. happened? <laughs> So anyway, I finally got her on the phone and she said, well, Mike, I'm not home and my children are sick and we're at the, the doctor's office right now. And I, I asked her, well, what doctor's office are you at? And she told me. So we hung up and I called the doctor's office and we had 
rights to talk to them because of their medication and stuff. And they said, no, they're not here. We don't have an appointment for them. So I called her back and I said, you told me you're at this doctor's office? Oh, yes, ma'am. I said, well, they said you're not there. And she said, oh, it's a long line. So we're out in the parking lot waiting to get in. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then the dog ate my homework. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Basically. And, And this same mother faked a pregnancy, too. She had like three or four kids, and they... They had ADHD and all kinds of things going on. And she faked another pregnancy and even put an ultrasound on online on Facebook. Oh and she God. never had a baby. Wow. <laughs> Man, it gets real back in the gap. Back in the boondocks, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I guess I was pretty tough because we do have we had some real tough people back there and the previous nurse I think they just ran over her and scared her but I decided I wasn't going to be scared of them Good. and I just stood, I just stood up to them and you know I was like your child has to be in school and whatever but we got through it it yeah, was a good job when, when you're trying to speak up for the kid and you're dealing with the parents yeah I know exactly that's a sticky situation you know because yeah, that's part of why I could never be a pediatric nurse. One, because I'm just not comfortable working with children, but also I'm definitely not comfortable working with the parents. Yeah. They, it's like, the you know, what I mentioned on a previous episode where there's a, a patient family member who's a nurse and she's overbearing and watching every little thing you do. Mm-hmm. It's like any parent also is probably doing the same thing, watching yeah. every little thing you do. And they should be, but also do they even know what you're doing? No. Mm-mm. Do they know what they might be right. criticizing? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Ugh, can't handle that. Extra pressure right there. Yeah. But that was the end of my career. But now I'm doing something <laughs> even greater. <laughs> so now I'm still going to the hospital because I have a therapy dog and I take oh. her in to visit. Oh, that's so good of you. You can't get out of the I hospital, know. Mom. I can't. Is we this go my into destiny? nursing homes. We go into elementary schools. We go onto the psychiatric unit, and what, they love it. What type of dog? She's a Labrador. Oh, so sweet. She's a yeah. chocolate lab, and she's so good. She just, like, is sweet, and she gets along with my cats, which is weird because, you know, cats and dogs don't usually get along very Historically well. Historically speaking, yeah, you mean? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, I swear she was born to be a therapy dog. Yeah. Because when I got her, she just was already like that. <laughs> and she just loves everybody, loves all the people. We go to the hospital and we sit on psych. We sit in a room with, you know, chairs all around. And I just turn her loose and say, go visit. And she'll just walk around to different people. Oh, That's so nice. It's great when people bring dogs up to the nurse, you know, whatever unit you're working on. They bring them to visit the patients, but, you know, it's really there for the nurses, too. <laughs> totally. A little yeah. spot in our day. Just petting a dog is so nice. Um, yeah. It's funny that you're, you know, you've been a nurse your whole career and now you're still in the hospital. It's like one of my nursing instructors said, you don't um, become a nurse, you like convert to nursing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Totally. I believe that. Absolutely. 
You know me, Sarah. I'm always trying to fix you all up. It's a tough job with Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Uphill battle, I'm sure. <laughs> try, they try as you may. They don't listen to me. <laughs> Uh, us daughters had, are good at listening to our moms, even when they're right. <laughs> we went into the cancer unit one day, and the, it was full of people. And everybody, a lot of them were saying, come here, come here to Lexi, my dog. And she just looked at this one man that was really quiet and not doing anything and went straight to him. Aww, she really loved it. And it was like she really sensed that that was the one that needed to see her. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. And then she was my therapy when I flew to California on the plane. She rode right beside of me. That's true. That's how mom came to visit me. Her dog is a nurse. Mom's terrified of flying. Okay. For a good reason. She's had some really scary flight experiences, but it's kept her from flying to come see me in California. She drove one time all the way from Virginia to San Diego. Cray cray, right? Oh like that's gosh. a long drive. You're- my daughter needed me. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so. thanks for telling us about all of your nursing experiences, Mom. Any uh, last words of wisdom you want to share? Hmm. I'm sure you girls are doing a great job, and I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. Thank We're you. trying yeah. our best. And happy oh. Nurses Week belated. By the time this airs, it'll be after Nurses Week and, and after Mother's yeah, Day. Happy so, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you. Thank you. And happy Nurses Week to you girls. Thanks. Thank you. Love you. And your mom. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. <laughs> She's so sweet. Okay. Do we want to say anything and to wrap, us up, wrap it up? Just the same stuff. Check us out on We're blah, blah, blah. Are we still recording? <laughs> hey. Hi. Do we everybody. want to say anything? Um, no. Let's just sit here in silence. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. Check yeah. us out on Facebook and Instagram or write to us at www.nurses at gmail.com. <laughs> thanks for listening and happy Nurses Week belated and happy Mother's Day belated. Cheers.